So welcome to another Hull Is This podcast with me, Jerome Whittingham, editor, and you might know me as a photographer too. So a couple of weeks ago, uh, we did our first co-hosted uh, podcast recording with the Yada Yada Spoken Word Group. I'm delighted to say it went down an absolute storm. We got mentioned here, there and everywhere. Lots of people have listened to it. So we're back with the Yada Yada Spoken Word Group in lockdown, episode two. Uh, let me introduce Alice Godber. Hello, Alice. Hello. You're the convener, aren't you? The convener, the organiser. What's your title of the Yada Yada group? Oh, I'm not sure. Uh, I, I, I'd probably go with organiser until I can find a better one. We, we'll refer, refer to you as organiser and, of course, co-host for this uh, for this episode. Uh, what have you been doing in lockdown then for the last two weeks? Oof, uh, I've been ill, actually, but I've... Uh, Finally recovered, um, which is good. Getting back on track and uh, looking forward to the second episode. Well, you're certainly looking uh, very bright. Um, I should explain to people listening into the podcast that we're using one of these fancy video conferencing tools. So uh, we've got this sort of open mic night feel to what we're doing. We can all see each other as hosts and performers just to get that sort of group feeling. Um, so who have you got lined up for us tonight then, Alice? So tonight we've got um, Brianna, Esther, Lilith, Tom, Pete and Emily. And I think some, I think I'm right in saying some people are reading, performing for the first time tonight. So that's really yes. good, really, really good to have you. Um, each of the poets is going to have about five minutes. They've, they've written on a theme of their own. I wonder if any of the readings tonight are actually going to be responding um, to the lockdown that people have had over the last two weeks. I guess we'll find out as the podcast progresses. Um, Alice, it's over to you, really. I'll let you introduce our first reader. Um, I think um, first um, I might go um, first tonight, if uh, that's okay with everyone, um, because... Over the last two weeks, I um, wrote a couple of new pieces while, I, while I've been ill and while I've had time to consider the effects of social distancing and every or the effect that it's having on a lot of people. So this first one I wrote um, is called I Put Your Aftershave on My Pillow. And this was a response to being ill and um, missing my dad. So it's quite short. It goes... I put your aftershave on my pillow. It makes me think. Maybe you're near. It's comforting. Especially now. When all I want is to wrap my arms around you. I put your aftershave on my pillow. So I can close my eyes and imagine that you're still here. And nothing has changed. I miss you. The, the second piece I've got is um, called Stranger, and it's um, a response to a few weird dreams that I was having, in, having where I would see a, a strange figure and I would think it was my dad, um, but then the person would either turn around and I'd realise that it wasn't, it was just some random man. <laughs> and uh, I'd, I'd wake up feeling a bit disheartened. I dreamt about a stranger again. It wasn't you. It was someone else. We never speak. I hate seeing this figure. 
Why can't it be him? You're always just out of reach. I dreamt about a stranger again. Every time I think, maybe, maybe it's you. But it never is. I hate having these dreams. Always the same. I dreamt about the stranger once more. I can't see their face. But I'm always so sure that it's you. Maybe for a second, it is. The back of your head, your posture, so familiar to me. But it's not you. And I realise I've just dreamt about the stranger again. And then um, this um, third piece, I it's um, untitled. But I wrote this in response to missing all my friends and the effects of the social distancing, how it's affected me in this time. Why does my heart feel so bad? I need to love myself before I can learn to love others. Solo shadow, social distancing. I miss your company. But why does my heart feel so bad? If I cannot see the beauty in myself, how can I expect others to find it for me? I'm my best self when I hear others laugh. Their smile, it brings me joy. I hear your pain. I resonate. I feel it too. Thank you. That's lovely. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Thank you for hearing it. Um, so first up, well, or next up, um, we have Brianna. Hello, <laughs> I'm Brianna. This is my first time performing. And this is, I'm first going to do the first poem that I've written in two years. Um, it's called Nothing. The pitter-patter of rain echoes, shattering through the window, breaking open the silence of thought. Nothing to do, nothing to say, nothingness. It has become so easy to sit, oozing and sinking deeper and deeper. The tapping of gentle rain awakens me. Like the fresh hit of air, as I pounce up from the water, I feel present. Nothingness is enjoying peaceful slumber. I tiptoe, trying not to disturb the pairing kitten. Her eyes glisten, but her claws burrow deep. I fumble around, desperate for something, anything to jumpstart my heart. I search for some lightning sparks or thunder. I find it in a book. Slumped on a bending shelf, paper crackles under my touch. I found something. Well, it's something, something for now at least. Sauntering through the pages today, it makes the rowdy pair of nothingness. Covering its teeth with a supple smile, tomorrow might be better, tomorrow may feel like spring, and it might just be me tomorrow and nothing more. Next, I have one that's called Here, which is about the isolation and the effects it's kind of had on me in particular. Plunged into being alone, shockingly feels cooling, like the hum of peach tea slithering down your throat. 
Solitude seemed terrifying before, the thought of it buried under sweet kisses and cemented smiles. Here I am, just me. I'm sorry, my dear, but I feel free. And this is the last one I'm going to be reading. It's just, it's called Question Mark. Can you mourn a question mark? Is that even a thing? To feel pain in the momentary punch blast to the gut sting. Or a penciled question mark. Unempathetic, unapologetic shoulders shrug and slump to me. A blank mask of a man sours as I apparently waste his time. I feel hollow but so heavy. Was I, wasn't I, what happened or did it happen? Am I here? Is this real? They say you know your body. Mine feels like a complete stranger. Can you mourn a question mark? I don't know. We will never know. And that's all I'm going to be reading today. But thanks for listening. Thank you. So, Brianna, <laughs> we're in in lockdown. Um, that the the second poem that you've read there here. Um, I just a question to you all, really. Um, in lockdown, have your senses opened are you actually recognizing things in your bedroom in your living room in your house that you've never recognized before are things sort of grabbing yeah. your attention and you're thinking why why am i thinking about that why am i listening to that yeah um i have a bookshelf in my room which actually got me writing it and um, that poem in particular which has started to bend with all the books on it and i've never noticed it before and i was just staring at it for ages like how have i not noticed it's breaking <laughs> So, yeah, the, the weight, the weight of words. Yeah. What about anybody else? Have you, have you noticed anything? As, as, you know, our sort of benchmarks of what is interesting. <laughs> those benchmarks have really lowered, haven't they? Putting out the rubbish might be the sort of, you know, most interesting thing you do one day. Has anyone else noticed that? No, because I spent a lot of time indoors anyway, really, with the kids and like past experiences. So. Not really. I, I've, I've noticed that my house is a tip. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's what I've noticed. I'm so tired. That's what I need to do. Of washing pots <laughs> and cleaning clothes, and it, yeah, I've had the children draw up the walls with crayon and everything. It's going mad, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think this has changed our lives for the foreseeable future, hasn't it? Really, perhaps in some yeah. good ways and. Maybe not some good ones. I hope so. not. I hope normality comes back soon. <laughs> so, Alice, who's next for us? Um, next, we've got Esther. Hi, Esther. It's all yours. Okay, I've got um, two about the um, current situation, and then I've got one sort of short one at the end. So, this first one's called um, Bitter Soldiers. They were called the greatest generation, those valiant souls that took up arms against the evils of a confused world. They held fast against the vortex of bombs and blood for years, each day waking to a war that conscripted everyone. And thus are they exalted later, decades of thanks for their sacrifice. Later, to the hours we are trapped in now. Once more have our hands been forced to sign up in a new campaign, less visible, less violent, and leaving intact home and hearth. But still, a sword of Damocles above us all, and passions are shared with those who are great. We long for rest and an end to the fighting, to ease the darkness, poisoning dreams, 
They moaned too. They saw not the necessity or heard the other cries for help to make the burning stop. But they fought on and paid for peace with their blood. Yet descended are we who fight now, this new demon, and our price is much the easier to bear. The need for sacrifice great, but different, and for a briefer time. We will not endure several winters in husks, blown out by bombs. We will not have to a choice to make, which mouths to feed, which children to clothe, and which to tell you must go hungry today. That is not our lot this time, but those who were great had hardier brows. They would wince at our miserable pines for normalcy. Though pain is real and deeply felt, a greater purpose is at stake. Why then do we wither and shrink from such a task, when lives are in a balance held up by what honour is still left in us? There will be time enough to vent, locked up anger and boredom, yes, but that time is not now. What is now is for a spirit long unused, long praised by us for them, that spirit we need to rouse and use ourselves, that gritted power to save ourselves from utter ruin. Or has the age of the eternal mirror left just one face we care to save? So the second one's called Strophe. A crow looked up behind himself as a robin landed near on a branch and started twittering in the evening. What are you singing for? The crow sneered. The robin stopped to look back. If we can still make music, then we should, he said. The sky has been so empty lately. Ah, yes, the pitiful humans having scurried away. I could get used to their absence. The robin began another song. Across the street, a window lit up. The crow laughed. You know, they made such a fuss about having to change everything to protect themselves. And look, they live their new lives with barely a stir. How selfish are they to think they are owed the ocean of luxuries they indulge in as their daily means? The robin ended his song. They are quieter. That is all, he said. Silence does not mean the worry and pain are gone. I've seen how they pretend they feel different, so they get through it easier, so others don't share the sorrow. They are learning how to manage their trauma. The crow scoffed. Perhaps it is admirable, to a degree, to adjust to so great a change. Yet if this is possible, if they can build a new world out of the other, why do they not save themselves and the rest of us, as they know one day they must? One day when it will have needed many more days to be saved. They only do so now because they are forced to. Death in this form is immediate before them, not a future phantom. They are shallow creatures, the robin admitted, and they have made their lives too easy. But perhaps the shock they are witnessing will prove how fragile their world really is. If they do not change further, then at least there will be this experience to remind them what must be done to keep the dawn rising. Robin flew off with a new song, and the crow squinted down his beak at the glowing pain. Imagine a human who didn't forget as soon as the danger passed. And then uh, this last one's uh, really short. Uh, it's called Pebble. It is the echo in the lonely night, your own words and those of who you loved. When forgotten, personal courage and fearlessness, the echo fills the air. When love made all things possible. However old, however worn, however wordless, speech eroded by rough time, there is the plain declaration, that first ascent above, the breathless conquest that will always be yours. And that's it. Thank you.
the imagery you're creating with the robin and the crow. They uh, appeared in our first podcast together as well. I'm sure we'll be hearing them again, I'm pretty sure. Uh, one image that came to my mind when I was listening to that poem, Esther, was I don't know whether you've seen on the BBC News website that Sophie Rayworth, the news presenter, uh, lives in London. She's having to run six miles from where she lives uh, to get to the studio in London. And she's taking different routes each day. And one thing she's noticed, actually, there are more pigeons on the streets now um, in London than there are workers and tourists. And she made the point also in the, the writing next to the imagery that she's got there. Uh, you know, she wonders whether the, the pigeons are wondering where we've all gone. Yeah, it's strange, isn't it? It's just so weird to see empty streets and stuff, but to hear them as well. Like, um, I live quite high up. Um, and I usually hear sort of like the traffic outside and all the factories and stuff. And um, throughout most of the day, it's just so quiet. It's like the middle of the night all the time. It's it's really strange. It's nice. It's peaceful. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I do find that a lot of um, you are seeing a lot more nature when you do go out. If you go out for a daily walk or to walk your animals, I, I'm I'm seeing so much more animals and stuff that I would never usually see. I think it's because there's so much, so many less people, they maybe feel less threatened. I don't know. I've seen more homeless people and more vandalism around here, but not seen animals. I mean, if we saw a deer walk down Princess Albert, it'd be pretty impressive. <laughs> Very good. Alice, who's next for us? Introduce um, our next oh, reader. Next, we have Lilith. I said to Alice before we came on the live, I said, I really don't know what to read because I'm so out of scratch now with reading. Because I was reading maybe twice a month in Scunthorpe and in Hull. So, yeah, I'm just lost. <laughs> I'll start with this one. Though. This one's called Rose Tinted Glasses. Sometimes I believe not to step on the cracks in between. The keys should always be stood on if they should fall to the floor. And the key should never be left in the keyhole in the door overnight. Milk on the side, shoes never on the table. When worries become consistent, you tell yourself it's the truth. It's not that I don't have anything else better to do. Dry your clothes, brush your teeth, do your hair. Everything's so normal here. Dry your eyes, tie your shoe, wear your coat. Everything's so normal here. I'm tired of waking up alone. Why won't you just go? Everything's so normal here. The world, it works its way around with beautiful greens and browns, blues and reds, purple, yellows, and I am masked from the possible dangers for now with my rose-tinted glasses. And the second one I'm going to read, um, I wrote this last summer, I think, after, I think it was after going to one of the gigs, I, I can't remember. And it's just about Hull, I think. It's a struggle. In the city, there's always trouble. Towering high, the whole Royal Infirmary and the council flats, avenues, Westbourne House. I want to be passionate about something. Others get to go on summer vacations, take pictures of seductive sandy beaches, 
farmlands and the broad sunny sands. I need to be passionate about something. I know very well that the sky in July can overlap like summer jam, marmalade, ambers and strawberry ruby. The moon like a diamond in your eye. I know very well that these place, what these places look like and the corn waving side by side in the wind, crisping to the ground once the harvest is over. I need to be passionate about something. The speeding people and the police on the street corners, the loud, rowdy sleep drinkers. What about the tired, lonely, deep thinkers? They all need to be passionate about something. I've got time for one more. Uh, this one's called Colour My Life, and I know Sarah likes this one, so I'm going to read. Don't come in if you have no brush. Please colour my life with affection and love. I need rainbows and jelly beans, red flowers and chocolates, blue beaches, caramel sands, worries can leave, coconut meadows and lemony trees. Colour my life, colour my life, darkness can leave. I need patience and comfort. Please don't come in if you think that I have to be pleased. It's nice just to be nice. It shouldn't take much for us to be. So colour my life like Harry Burr's, stargazing rainbows, ribbons and laces, hologram holiday places. Colour my life. Colour. Uh, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, Lilith, Thank we, you. we've all been colouring our lives, haven't we? <clears throat> In the last two weeks, we've we've been adding the colour to a sort of mundane existence. Um, I, the colour I've been giving myself has uh, either been an orange club biscuit or a, a penguin biscuit, and I do have to read the uh, the little pun. What else have people found to uh, colour their lives with in the last two weeks? Well, I've been planting seeds in the garden and I just love watching them grow. It just boggles my mind how tiny a little seed can be and then they just like grow into a massive sunflower. So, I mean, the kids have been checking on them, you know, every now and again and looking and we can see them coming out of the soil now. So, yeah, I don't know. It is hard, isn't it, to keep occupied and, and not go totally insane. But <laughs> that's what we've, we've been doing anyway. Anybody else? What what else have you been colouring your lives with? Mainly just uh, writing in my in my notebook, actually, or um, thinking of ways to keep doing stuff with um, the Adi Adi group. Yeah, yeah, you've made a few new pages, haven't you? A couple of things in the works, possibly that will yeah. we'll just have to see in, with time, like what happens. You're planting seeds too, Alice. I'm planting seeds, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lead us on to our next reader, Alice. Um, our next reader is Tom. Hi, uh, I'm Tom, or uh, sometimes Thomas. Yeah, I've got two things that I'd like to read. One, one was something that I wrote uh, last year, and the other one was something that I wrote the other day. So the first one's called uh, Doomed Grandeur. And that sort of the, the doomed word makes me want to do that doomed grandeur. So, the dawn was the most powerful drug and kicked open the doors in your head. Got a tattoo 
the most beautiful words you ever read. Spring was too shy to be cruel and swore it had never been drunk before. Every time that it got drunk and tried to play it cool. If you get fond of the way the waves kiss the shore, the doomed grandeur of the pier on legs of iron ore, well, then you're done for. So why are you doing this to me? It will have to wait until I can't see. Pain inflicted. Lungs constricted. The thoughts conflicted. The movements restricted. That road was an artery to your soul. It was homeless with a tent in your heart. And the pulse of bad blood swelled to a river that ripped the flesh apart. It was a travel ban on a well-worn path. Rat run to the doubt thoughts in your head. Trade tariff on the most beautiful words you ever said. If you feel a bond with the porch and wind chimes next door, or the doomed grandeur, colonial hotels in Singapore, it's all done for. Second one's called Shirking Duties. It's got like another duties. I know I have been here 2,000 years already, irrefutably shirking duties. Been working true on something big, the persistent pursuit of many lost causes and shirking duties. And I feel that I cannot bear to be made to feel guilty about all this accumulated futility and shirking duty. I realize now I was under a spell, collapsing piece of fruit, shirking duties. I've been working well in other realms, persistent pursuit of a certain kind of beauty and shirking duties. Under the heaviest weather, turning my skin into leather, with all these unendingly broken synergies, with all these pre-apocalyptic extremities, all this and waveringly draconian brutality, and me shirking duties. Thank you. That, that, that was lovely, Tom. Thank you. I, I'm, am I right, I'm right in thinking that this is um, the first time you've performed, aren't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I managed to uh, persuade you. <laughs> you, you. Well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's taken a while. How yeah. do you feel? Taken a while. Uh, I'm still very nervous. I'm still shaking. So. Yeah, very good. Thank you. It's been really Thanks. good to have your contribution. Thank you, Tom. Thank you. You did amazing. Thanks. Um, so up next, we've got Pete. I'm going to read three from two years ago. Two years ago, I did a, or tried to do a sequence of 26 poems, one for each letter of the alphabet. I didn't actually complete the lot, but I did most of them. And two years ago, most of them, and certainly these three, were a lot about being alone, which feels kind of appropriate right now, because... For that I'm living with my wife, so I'm not alone. I've got the cats here as well. But still, I'm missing people. I'm missing being with people a lot. So um, here's three poems from two years ago about one way or another about that. First one is called Sea is for Light. 
we're alone, but sometimes alone together for a while. Splashing in each other's oceans, salt spray rises, merges with tears, fears, tears encrusted scars, burns and salves, raw weeping flesh for a while. A silver lining? That microtomation blade, cutting so cold sharp there's no hurt, just glints and forbidden shards of light until late ache, then wild sharp burning pain, then final dull numb wait, long wait, unending wait, heavy side led until what? Reflection. Nighttime unheld. Rinse, repeat. Or perhaps it's time. This time. To die. Second one's called Ethis for Fusion. I wish someone wanted me. But all and always. I wish that were you. Watching you move, fly, fly, light, fierce joy. Seeing you as a gift of wonder. But oh, oh, if we could fly together. Forever entwined, yet free. Dancing into the heart. Woven for music. Of each of us. Of both of us. Of all of us. Of all the worlds. Cities in flight, yet rooted, free to dance wherever we're drawn, but joined always by a thread of fire, and sometimes, often, joined, embodied, ecstatically when we choose, companionably always, in warmth, oh, and love. The last one is called I is for Insect. I may contain small parts, rare earths swallowed. These may meet, join, bond, tear, in a fragile fresh flesh rent, controls lost and discarded, intimate tenancies disrupted, sterilities enforced in time. I sprang shell-born, unmarsed, unvenused, unboxed and damned, still unformed fluid flowing, flight through clouds, crowds, tiny lives huge around seek within firm soft folds nest for new eggs, new life, emerging when I'm gone. I will leave nothing save images, words, Sounds, echoes, memory diffusing, dissipating, Chinese whispers soon lost, like sun lost, like father last, sheds, shreds, few remembers, fewer yet soon, love lasts with life, then must move on. That's it for me. Isn't it amazing how words that you wrote two years ago 
long before coronavirus was ever thought of and, and heard of. Those words seem to have so much more impact and power now. Is poetry in some way sometimes prophetic? Ha! Huh. Context change, but uh, there are connections, that, new connections that form and new networks and patterns that form from words that written before. So, so it's, it's like it's a, poetry isn't static. Uh, poems never actually finished and they change with time and situation. So it's, it's a dynamic thing. So yes, uh, they're informed and inform situation which they read and experienced. So yeah. Thank you, Pete. Thank you very much. Thank you. And um, up next, um, we have Emily. I was going to start this by saying, during lockdown, I have written pieces, uh, new pieces, and pieces about the current situation, but I'm not going to read them tonight, sadly. That's perfectly okay, Emily. It's just really good to know that you're actually spending this time creating new works that you might need to just fine-tune and hone down to something you want to perform. So what have you actually got for us for this for this podcast episode? Yeah, they're not ready for me to perform, but I have got um, three of my older pieces that I really like and pieces, um, pieces that I really feel as uplifting. Uh, so I have um, three, and your name is, and I also have my wildest dream. I'm going to start with uplifting and then go into slightly more... Um, I'm losing my words. Should I just start? <laughs> yeah, just start. Yeah, just start, Lord, It's okay. You launched right, straight in, Emily. I feel most free when the sky is a is a kaleidoscope rainbow of brutal blues, regal purple, and bonfire orange. Dawn is on the doorstep, but has not yet been welcomed. Yet there are there are more stories to make and be told. I wish to see what the twilight holds. Yeah, it's, it's not exactly the longest piece ever, but I like it. It's <laughs> lovely. That's full of colour and vibrancy. That's great. Thank you. Next, I'll go with My Wildest Dream. Every touch of your hands sends a shiver down my spine. But despite this, I don't want you to leave. I don't want you to let go. Because I know that if you were to let go, there would be a chance you may never come back. And God forbid that. That in itself is a crime against all human nature. The biggest mistake you could ever make. See, my tongue is a live wire and your head a crossfire. It's impossible not to collide, but I've... I'd rather collide a thousand times than not cross you at all. Would rather burn in the flames ignited by our love than emerge without a bump or a bruise because the shimmering scars branded across my heart would make it impossible for me to forget my wildest dream. Finally, I have quite... Again, uplifting one, uh, and, it, and it's called And Your Name Is. 
to the soul that ends the right to call my own their home. Don't call me your baby. I'm your T-Rex warrior queen. Oh yes, you heard me rightly. I am royalty and you better treat me accordingly. Forge me a throne out of affection you show me. I know my ferocious tendencies are not easy to contend with, but darling, please believe that they that nor are they for me. So hold me tightly when I am under attack until I am strong enough to force them to fall back. I would be eternally grateful if you could do that. Do not contradict me when I say it's far too early. Uh, the sun has not yet smiled. Are you truly in I will get ever so slightly, colossally. I will scream your name. Uh, you should be fine if you rem remember this. Uh, ha, please excuse me. My racing mind. And your name, and my name, Emily. Emily, that was great. Thank you so much. More than any of the other contributors, you I think you've talked about sort of growing relationships and the relationships you might be having, you know, with people now in lockdown. Does anybody actually feel this is a, a question to everybody, not just Emily? Does anybody actually feel sort of closer to people that you're not actually living with? Are you phoning your friends and yes, your family more definitely. regularly? Yeah. Definitely. Anybody yeah, else? Are I've you... been like hearing and having like um, video calls with people that I haven't spoken to in months from like school and stuff. So that's really it's nice in a way, but also I'm yeah. not seeing the people closest to me enough. I find yeah, in, in some ways it, it's like bringing quite a lot of people closer together. In some ways, um, like through the fact that you just can't go out and see anyone, so you're thinking. Who, who can I get in touch with who I maybe haven't spoken to in a while? And I, I, I think that's, in a way, it's actually quite nice, but you, you obviously just you just wish you could go and meet them, obviously. In a I've way... Out people I've not spoken to for a long time or not spoken to at all in new ways. It's like uh, the connections aren't the same, but they are deep and profound, even so. I'm, I'm really trying to reach people in a way which I hadn't perhaps done so when I actually can meet many face-to-face -face anytime. It's, it's different. My connection with my sisters haven't changed because they were at university or they were. But the one that I really struggle with at the moment because I have a really strong and um, frequent connection with them is actually my grandparents. Well, Alice, we've had some tremendous offerings again. Um, for this podcast lots of different imagery that's going to stick in my mind for sure uh, until our next podcast together a lot of loneliness but also a lot of love um, a lot of vibrant images um, a lot of a lot uh, of love yeah a lot of, yeah I, I just wanted to say a massive thank you to everyone who's joined us for our second episode and contributed and also a massive thank you to 
Tom and Brie who've performed for the first time. Like it, it's not easy at all um, performing your work in front of a group. I just wanted to say thank you for using the Yada Yada podcast as a way of starting this journey. So thank you. Once again, it's been really good to host the Yada Yada open mic group. Uh, we will be back, I'm sure, in another two weeks' time. So do make sure you tell your friends about this podcast, share it on all social media. Make sure you're following Yada Yada too. So Alice, tell us the addresses that people can find you on social media. On Instagram and Facebook, it's um, Yada Yada Spoken Word. And on Twitter, we have a, an account called Yada Yada Open Mic. And you'll find Hull Is This, at Hull Is This, on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, even LinkedIn now, how posh. It's been good to be back in your ears again for this episode. Do get in touch with us if you want to take part as a spoken word performer in the next episode. Until then, stay bright and goodbye. <laughs>